when my body starts crashing. I'm getting more headaches. I'm prone to that because, well, I'm not getting enough sleep. My mind is super stressed out. So my body, I probably, I'm getting hormonal breakouts. You know, different ways that I can tell physically in my face and my body, my overall health has declined. You know, not a, a crazy decline, but you notice it and you feel it. You feel the fatigue, you feel the lag, and you feel that you're not present enough because you're so tired. Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. This week's episode is all about burnout. You've just heard makeup artist and host of the seriously made up podcast, Rachel Estabrook, explain that moment when she actually feels burnout express itself in her body. I don't know about you, but I definitely deal with burnout before the pandemic. I feel like I have an annual burnout kind of thing. Um, probably every September, October. I don't know if it's a seasonal thing, but for me, it's a key time to recognize that I am probably not sleeping as much. I'm probably just eating without thinking. I'm not getting to the gym as much. And it has this kind of effect of just wanting to cocoon myself and hide away. But I feel like since the pandemic, it's like the whole world is going through a state of burnout and constant overwhelm. From the seemingly never-ending uncertainty that surrounds us about what we can and can't do, what we should and shouldn't do, which is definitely what we hear more of these days as, you know, we don't have to wear masks necessarily and travel is opening up. We're also feeling overwhelmed from the return to work. Some people didn't want to return to work, didn't want to return to the same job, perhaps wanted to return to the same job but preferred being at home for three days of the week. And there's also the overwhelm associated with the endless scrolling on social media. I decided to reach out to some friends and former guests to find out how they recognize when they felt burnt out and what they do to recover. Each guest has been asked the same questions to which they sent in their answers via voice note. But before I share their thoughts, let's look at what burnout means. Up until as recently as 2019, burnout was defined as a stress syndrome that was mostly the domain of the workplace as we knew it, you know, the nine to five, Monday to Friday, desk jobs. And in particular, it mostly affected doctors, business execs, first responders, people that you would normally associate with facing stress on a daily basis. Of course, I've already mentioned the pandemic that struck in 2019. And it kind of went on to wreak havoc across the globe. And suddenly, even the most chilled amongst us began to feel stress and anxiety. Like even that friend that is just very zen about everything starts to question, you know, what we're doing and how long is this going on for? I think that's why the World Health Organization decided to update the definition of what burnout is to help change the stigma and judgment that often surrounds burnout. I think before the pandemic, when people might discuss burnout, they could be seen as weak, um, not coping with their workload, not coping with life, you know, basically failing. And I think that's because, again, social media, that influence of those hashtags such as team no days off and team no sleep, you know, that whole, oh, how much sleep did you get last night? I only got four. And it's kind of like this badge of honor, something to show off about. But today, the World Health Organization refers to burnout as a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. The organization then goes on to define three symptoms. So I'm going to read them out here. Have a listen and see if any of them apply to you. 
first of all, you could be experiencing feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. For me, that is definitely the key. It's this not having the energy to deal with certain people or perhaps anybody at all, not having the energy to go to events, not having the energy to commit to another Zoom, not having the energy to even take care of yourself. You might manage to get your work done, but when it comes to that daily maintenance of what you need, we've kind of just can't be bothered or you're just massively exhausted. Another symptom could be that you might have increased mental distance from your job or career, meaning you are just you're just not feeling it anymore. You you've become that robot. You are not connected to your role at all. And thirdly, you might have reduced professional productivity. Again, I think that's one that I've probably experienced in the past. I will get my work done to, you know, the best possible degree, but once it's done, I'll stop. I'm not able to kind of recharge and get on with the next batch of work or actually pursue more work. That productivity goes right down and you just don't have the um, impetus to get things done. So I'd love to know if you, by the way, listening, have experienced any of these three symptoms. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast. Let me know if you felt any of this exhaustion, mental distance or decreased productivity. Everything I've just read out, though, if you think about it, is all based on the workplace. And I would argue that these feelings of exhaustion, distance, reduced productivity actually affect all of us in the home as well. I don't think it's just a work thing. I think a mum could feel that she's not being as productive, you know, feeding the kids, going to work, reading with them, making sure they get their fresh air, get to school on time. Perhaps even feeling distance in your relationship, you don't have that connection, you don't have the energy to check in with your partner. I don't think burnout is just a thing that's workplace related anymore. However, of course, the lines between work and rest have massively blurred since the pandemic. And we're now finding ourselves checking emails at nine o'clock at night and checking Instagram the second we wake up. According to an article I read on healthline.com, if left untreated, burnout can cause depression and anxiety. And when stress reaches an all time high, it becomes harder to regulate our emotions, which is definitely something I know. I'm definitely someone that gets, you know, hormonal every every month. There'll be tears. But I feel that when it's burnout, you're just unable to cope with the highs and lows of emotions. The slightest thing can set you off. It might be a setback with your work or it could be, I don't know, a kitten playing on Instagram. Um, while some other people have started to see themselves having panic attacks and others are dealing with outbursts of anger. We're just unable to regulate our emotions right now when we're dealing with burnout. So that's my part. Let's see what the guests have to say and how they cope with burnout. I'll be sure to give links to everyone's social profiles in the show notes. But for now, let's hear what my first guest, Alana Campbell, a gastroenterology nurse and content creator from Scotland, has to say about the pressure to create. For me, during lockdown, when it all started, it was one of those moments where you done this thing, like it was something I'd done. I work three or four days a week and I work 12 and a half hours in a day. So I can't do any content stuff on the days that I'm working. Or if I'm night shift, I might even lose a day with sleep. So I can't do anything on those days. But on my days off, 
you know, you go and see friends, you go out to dinner, you go and do things, you go to the cinema. And in lockdown, that was all lost. So I found I had all this time on my hands to actually do things more like Instagram and YouTube. And I really enjoyed having that time to do that. But I also started to realise when things started to reopen a little bit and life was going back to normal a little bit. Um, I know we're not completely there yet, but I think we're a lot further along than we were kind of last year. And I felt like that, along with working in the NHS, um, all of a sudden I was aware that I didn't have time to churn out three videos a week or I didn't have time to put up, you know, a post every day on Instagram because I wanted to go and experience things in real life. And then, as I say, you've got this like loyalty, this worry that you're not doing that thing anymore. And it just does become a bit mental, but it is a feeling. It's how you feel. You don't know why you feel like that, but you know, it's, you feel guilty almost because you're not doing it anymore. So I, I don't think I've got through it just yet. When I need to relax, uh, probably one of the first things I do is really simple stuff. Um, I stick a podcast on, I stick maybe a YouTube video on in the background. And I know it doesn't seem very relaxing, but, you know, I'll just do some housework. I'll just do the dishes. I'll just, like, potter about, fold some clothes up, stick them away with something on in the background, not really having to think too much. Like, I'm just going through the motions, but I'm not having to think about things. Um, I would love to say, you know, put on a bath and get the candles out and, be all looks with a face mask but honestly it's just being able to have time to myself and listen to things I like. Next up it's former guest Sarah Novio. The Florida-based beauty content creator came onto the show for episode 49 and since then she has become even more focused on creating regular content for her two YouTube channels Instagram and TikTok. In this clip, Sarah talks about the pressure to always be available and how she has learned that she needs to switch off from time to time. I think it's pretty clear that constant exposure to social media and the constant pressure to create pretty much 24-7 is very overwhelming. Um, I was watching the Netflix Bo Burnham. He's a comedian and he had this project where he had a whole year to create something and it really made me feel like wow if i really just slow down i could create things that are really meaningful and special and still you know be of service to other people but that was kind of like a new realization for me but also there's this pressure from you know other brands and my audience to like constantly be on and if I don't post for a couple of days, it feels like a break, which is kind of wild because before there ever was social media, there was this notion that there's a show once a week and that is it. You know, like now I feel like even celebrities and people that do have weekly shows have to be on all the time. So I feel like this is a really new kind of atmosphere we're in now where we constantly need to be on or else we're out of the game. But yeah, all those thoughts in mind definitely is overwhelming. You can't give if your cup is empty is what I always tell myself. So always make sure your cup is full so that you can give to others or you can give to that creativity. And sometimes the best piece of work that you make takes a while takes time. So if you need time, 
it does make the work better in the long run. So make sure you give yourself grace and figure out what makes you happy and relax. You know, I live in Florida, so right now it's very sunny all the time. So I found a place kind of near where I live that has a really nice water view and a boardwalk. And I like to take walks out there. And there's a really cute like bookstore and plant store and cafes in that area too. So as they say, I don't know, I feel like this is trend called like romanticize my life. I feel like those kind of things kind of remind me of that. Just kind of like treat myself. And that makes me feel better. Next up is another former guest, period coach, herbalist and founder of Forage Botanicals, Natasha Richardson. Bromley-based Natasha came onto the show for episode 79 and discussed the myths around periods and the menopause. In this clip, she shares how burnout can often coincide with your menstrual cycle and how she uses adaptogens to cope. My burnout went on for quite a few years because it took me a long time to realise what was going on because it was such a delayed response to this stressful situation that I'd been through. And although the stress had long passed, that was when I was then started to feel burnt out. So my burnout wasn't um, your typical, like, everyday bone-crushing tiredness. My tiredness only showed up once a month during the premenstrual phase. I would get so tired I couldn't function. I would just be, like, yawning, yawning and falling asleep and I couldn't work. Um, once I'd figured out what was happening, I took a lot of time to rest and relax and do a lot of things that would, like, nourish me, eat whole foods and take life a lot slower and big part of that was using adaptogenic herbs like romania licorice i also made deep decoctions of lime blossom i also ended up writing a lot about them in my book your period handbook because it was sort of around this time of burnout that i was having my worst ever periods nowadays if i really need to relax the first thing i do is ask for help um i have a toddler so the only way I'm going to relax is if I have somebody look after him. So <laughs> the first thing I do is ask my mum or my husband, can I have some time alone to myself so that I can just chill, relax and try not to feel guilty about making that request. That's the hardest part as a mum, the guilt. <laughs> it's really difficult when you're burnt out to have the energy and resources to know what to do. And you just need a little bit of uh, somebody to hold your hand, really. So we have a team of herbalists at Forage Botanicals, so you could potentially speak to one of them. We do a 30-minute free chat, just kind of like feel out how we might be able to help you. And then I would start taking adaptogens. So we make a adaptogenic latte called Rested Resilience, and it has ashwagandha, oat, and hawthorn, and then it's flavoured with chai spices. So you can make a really delicious drink using that. And I would really like to see more of a social movement of people really valuing rest and teaching in schools and like adults as well the skills for relaxation because relaxation isn't something that comes naturally to us it's something that we have to like learn how do we do it how do we switch off how do we stop our mind from thinking all the time like how do we stop ourselves from doing it's very difficult Next, it's Rachel Estabrook, who opened up this episode talking about how she recognizes when she's experiencing burnout. Rachel is a New York-based makeup artist and podcast host, and here she shares how she's learned to stop allowing social media to add to her stress. 
didn't want to overwhelm myself and having the highest expectations. I kept it pretty medium grade and I've been super happy and my mental health has felt way, way more stable towards the usage of social media. Now just creating my boundaries with my expectations of how I'm going to show up, how often I'm going to show up and in what ways and how that is for me and not changing that for any uh, outside viewer or demands that maybe an audience wants. I'm here for the consistency, but never again at, you know, the loss of my mental being, health or body function, any of that so will never be worth it. Even if my, you know, boost to a million followers and engagement, but then I'm at home, what lagging and my body's in pain and my mental health is plummeting. So you just got to find your happy medium. Next, it's Phoebe J. Martin, a London-based artist who specializes in creating these amazing nude paintings. Here, Phoebe discusses how there are several stages to burnout, from first recognizing it, to avoiding it, to treating it. I know what I do when I'm starting to feel overwhelmed. I spend too much time online. I'm constantly checking emails, my social media. I'm like flicking between them, like on my phone, on my laptop, just for hours, like looking but not doing anything productive, not improving anything in any way. So that's what I usually do. And it's like I'm asking myself for more stress. It's like I'm actually like, give me more stress. Like I'm going to take it all on. It's like a form of like self-harm in a way. I just, I always do that. And I notice I do it. And I've definitely got burnout right now or the beginnings of it. And that is what I was doing. (laughs) I I can pinpoint it. Um, it usually, that is such a telltale sign to me. And how I'm, fe- how I feel when I'm feeling overwhelmed is usually it's sort of like a numbness at first. I'm not really happy or sad. I'm just like this robot that's like going through the motions of doing things. And then that goes on for a while, just completely numb. And I kind of like think to myself, like, gosh, I'm not really like overly happy at the moment. Like, it's a bit weird. Like, there's nothing I'm really, like, excited about. And that's a horrible feeling because when you have your own business or you're an artist, like, you're doing, you know, you're doing something, hopefully, that you love and that feeling's rubbish. You're like, there shouldn't be feeling like this. And then so it goes from numbness and then it goes to stressed, guilt, emotional, all wrapped up in one. My approach is to take a complete break. I know that's not always possible when you've got, clients or customers waiting on you but as soon as I can I try to take a complete break and I just switch off from all work um do something completely different like even if that's like spend a whole day in bed like having a duvet day do that and then you know the next day go for a swim or I'll go to like a gallery and just do things that I like to do Once you're already starting to feel burnout, if you carry on, there is no way you're going to like avoid it. It's going to hit you whether it's in a week's time, month's time, even in a year's time. I read an article that burnout can build up for years and years and years until you can feel really emotionally unwell and physically unwell. So I would say you really have to stop in your tracks and take a break. Um, even if that's just like, okay, I'm every single Sunday, I'm not going to go on social media or I'm going to like every evening for two hours, I'm going to have like time for me. I'm going to have a bath. I'm going to make a meal. I like, I'm going to watch my favorite Netflix. I know these things have been said so many times, but they're said so many times for a reason. Like you do have to take time for yourself. I think we have 
such a I currently have such a huge obsession with being booked and busy and being like boss bitches. Like it's okay to not to be a boss bitch (laughs) or it's okay to not be a boss bitch all the time. It's okay to not be booked and busy. In fact, it is actually a good thing to not to be booked and busy 24 seven. You should strive to have that time off. And yeah, that's just the way the world is now, isn't it? It's like hashtag booked and busy. Like, I just think, no, I don't want to always be booked and busy. Like, I want to have time where you can just relax and not have to think about work. Like, do you work to live or do you live to work? You tell me. Before I share my final guest, I wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who took part in this episode. I really appreciate you taking time out and just thinking about the answers. I really appreciate just hearing, you know, what other people go through. I feel like it is a tough time for so many of us. So I hope that you guys will find this helpful as well. I'll be sure to give everyone's social links and websites in the show notes. And for now, I wanted to leave you with the wise words of beauty entrepreneur Lauren Napier, who also happens to be my fourth ever guest on the show. So definitely listen back to that one. Texas-born Lauren lives in New York and in this snippet she shares how we need to pay attention as soon as burnout appears in our lives. See you next week. My advice is to take it day by day. Make a list and chip away at that list. Don't let the things that you have to do or are responsible for chip away at you. When I seriously need to relax, I take a hot shower have something warm and yummy to eat or something sweet to eat. I find a nice pair of socks and pajamas. Um, I wrap up in my down comforter and I get cozy on my couch. Um, that's what I do when I really need to relax. I turn off the phone um, or plug it in in another room and just try my best to relax. And if I can, we're talking about the ultimate relaxation. I take a trip under normal circumstances. I would take a quick vacation and, you know, I might have to do that soon. Um, times are hard and we need sunshine and things that lift our spirits to keep us sane. And we need sunshine We need fresh air. We need all of those things to lift our spirits. And so I do whatever it takes, uh, to, to keep my spirits elevated, but my, my, uh, soul grounded. Let's say that. And so sometimes a trip or a vacation, um, does it for me. Social media, I find is complicated. Sometimes it makes me feel good. I find those little pockets of memes and culture where I'm just laughing and I've got like tears in my eyes from only a shared experience that, uh, we have culturally that, um, hits really hard and gives you that like belly laugh. So that's great when I can find it. I also find that social media is a challenge, um, because they're, it creates feelings where I am overwhelmed. Social media makes me sometimes feel like I'm not doing enough. And as a grown woman, you know, I've been through so much and to get online and compare myself 
to someone's curated life or curated experience or curated Instagram post is clearly not healthy. And when I feel myself, my chest tightening up, um, I just put the phone down and find something else to do. And I think that's probably the best suggestion for anyone. The advice that I give to someone who's feeling burnout is to take time for yourself. Take time for yourself. What I know for sure is that if you don't take time for yourself, (laughs) the universe, God, work, life, your body, your mind will take that time for you, okay? Uh, And it won't be your choice and you'll have to deal with all of the dominoes that fall if you don't take care of yourself. So my recommendation is to get on top of the burnout before it gets on top of you and like burns your whole house down right? So the thing is, like I said, make a list, chip away at the list. Don't let life chip away at you. These times are really overwhelming. We feel like there's not space to stretch, room to breathe. So we have to create those pockets and moments of peace um, and solace and solitude for ourselves. Um, that's the only healthy way, I think, to survive this experience, this collective experience, and also like to survive life. So good luck. Wishing you all the best.